0: Hello, welcome. Welcome. Corinne's wearing a Sanderson sister shirt and I
1: freaking love it. Mm -hmm. I got this off Etsy. So cute. Such good things on Etsy. I freaking love Etsy. Um, Yeah, I mean, tis the season, right? Tis. (laughs) It's coming. Focus, focus too, September 30th. We're going We're gonna to figure yeah. out a way to do some sort of watch yeah. party. So
0: it's necessary. Stay tuned. We'll keep you updated. We'll figure it out. You guys, October in general is just going to be the best month with uh, with us. And I'm. it has, hasn't even happened yet. We haven't even done it yet, but I just already know I'm going to have a blast, which therefore means you obviously all are going to have a blast. It's yes. the month of demons and witchy, spooky things. We're mm-hmm. going to record our encounters in candlelight. We have to figure out our setup oh, with that. Yeah. Might be recording from the closet, but it's going to be fun.
1: We'll make it dark in here somehow. Or we'll just record at 3 a.m. <gasps> I don't know. Crin. We'll see. You would never. No, I would never.
0: <laughs> Brian would never let you.
1: I couldn't. I couldn't. No. He doesn't care. Yeah, but he would be he hearing your stories
0: and be freaking out.
1: That's true. That's true. He'd have to wear some some soundproof
0: Headies. headphones. Yeah,
1: yeah because... Uh, Well, we love Halloween. Not everyone we live with does. Yeah. (laughs) that's okay. That's okay. Because our joy and our plans for Halloween are enough for like five people. So it's going to be really fun. I feel like I'm more excited for this October than I have been for the majority of Octobers.
0: Oh, that's really exciting. Well, we're also going to be together in October at some point.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah, it's going to be really fun. I'm really excited. Uh, we're going to do some fun things on Patreon, too, if you guys want to join us over there. Um, oh, yeah, please. We're going to talk
1: demons. Uh, also, if you do join our Patreon, you will, depending on, on what tier you're on, if you join the only Phantoms tier, if we go live monthly. And ooh, we are giving a sneak peek at what our costumes are going to be. And then we're going to pray that everyone just NDAs. Keeps the We're, secret. We, we might need to force
0: everyone to sign an NDA because there's no bigger news in the whole world than what Corinne's going to be for no. Halloween.
1: <laughs> it's our Halloween costumes. Call TMC, Call the president. Two Girls, One Ghost has announced their Halloween costume. Call the aliens. <laughs>
0: let them know and abduct us, please. But also, hi. Oh,
1: uh, man. Hi. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost.
0: And we are your ghostesses. That is Corinne. And I am Hello. Sabrina, and this is an Encounters episode where we read your stories that you email to us. You. and The phantoms. Yeah, you haunted booches. We read your stories, <laughs> and we have fun doing it. And Corinne's going to start us off. Hell
1: yeah, we do. I am. I uh, Okay, so I was inspired because when we recorded, and I'm so lost with our recording schedule and what comes out when, but when you and I recorded part one of Roanoke... Mm-hmm that episode. You had made a joke about what you would do if you were a ghost. And then we were talking about like, oh, like, you know, you wear like the classic sheet. And this might be an example of a ghost actually wearing <gasps> a sheet as a ghost.
0: Hell so, yeah. Wait, I love I that. Think, the, I love that Yeah, this is like a satirical, ironic ghost who's like, this is what you think I am. I will be what you want me to be.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, this is, it's so good. It's such a It's such a good prank because at first you might not be entirely scared. You might not understand what's happening Uh as the person being haunted. And then it only gets really, really scary after the sheet or the ghost is revealed. So, of course, I was going to read this. This is from Lydia. It's called My Shoe Defeats a Shadow Person. But I think (laughs) it might be. I think it might be a sheet ghost. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Hey, ghoulie girls. It's Lydia from Indiana again. Wait. (laughs) Oh, no. Corinne. Indiana i swear i looked at these before to make sure indiana wasn't mentioned what i'm is sorry going
0: on corinne
1: I also shout out to indiana I know. who knew
0: we had so many listeners in indiana
1: i really thought this wasn't okay i know the other one's not from indiana because I, I like Yeah, that's what you said last read. week too and then midway through it said i'm from a small town in Indiana. i know okay we'll, we'll see we'll see i only read stories from indiana now wow It's Lydia from Indiana again. I previously sent you a story about seeing the apparition of my great grandmother during a power outage, but this story is a lot scarier. Ooh,
0: love scary. I
1: was living in a house that was over 100 years old with my father at the time. I was probably 13 or 14 years old, and the layout of the house went kind of in a circle. You had to go between the bedroom to get to the kitchen, the bathroom, and my dad's room. The doorway between my bedroom and this bedroom was covered by a sheet. The foot of the bed faced the doorway. And since creepy stuff had already happened to me in this house, I like to keep a light on in this bedroom so that the house wasn't totally dark if I needed to get up and pee or something. This particular night, I fell asleep with my TV on at about 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. I was startled awake around 3 a.m. by what I assumed to be the TV. I woke up and I instinctively looked towards the doorway. And to my surprise, I could see someone standing there. They were standing there on the backside of the sheet next to the bedroom. I could see their backlit silhouette perfectly, since I kept the light on in that room. Oh! I looked closer and I noticed that the sheet was moving, and then I noticed that there was a hand that was running back <sighs> and forth across the sheet. That's not the figure cool. was so solid that I assumed it was my dad messing with me. It looked to be about the size of my dad too, about six foot three, maybe three hundred and fifty pounds. So I called out, "Dad, what are you doing?" No response. "Dad, seriously." no response still running their hand back and forth dad cut it out i was kind of getting scared as well as getting pissed off dad stop i said loudly as i picked up my shoe and i chucked it at (laughs) this figure as my shoe fell to the ground so did the sheet and there was no one standing there i felt all of the blood drain from my face and my hands as my anger turned to fear I was frozen there for maybe five minutes deciding what to do, and I decided that I needed to go and get my dad. So I ran full speed through the bedroom and turned the sharp corner into the doorway to my dad's room. I woke him up. I begged him to let me sleep in the room with him, and I told him what I had seen, and he could tell that I was terrified. Being the good father and the big, strong, brave man that he was, he let me sleep in his bed for the night and took over my bed. Oh. After that night, I couldn't sleep in the house anymore. Soon after, I moved in with my grandma and my great aunt. A few years later, this house was torn down and they are currently building new houses in its place. I have a couple more creepy stories about this house if you're interested, but thank you for creating such an amazing, creepy podcast. See you on the other side, Lydia.
0: But yeah, we absolutely need to hear more about this house because I just need a full, like, I need a full picture of this house in terms of what hauntings are happening. It's so, okay, I'm going to give a funny pitch first. I'm imagining, you know, the movie Get Him to the Greek. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it, but yeah. Okay, there's a scene where they're like on drugs and they're like in a room with like furry walls and they're just like petting the furry walls because it <laughs> feels nice. I'm just picturing a ghost who's like just likes the texture of the sheet and it's just like going like, ooh, this is nice, <sighs> and it's its own fidget spinner. Yeah, un- you know? like it's just unintentionally, like, I need this
1: tactile comfort
0: terrifying lydia because
1: the alternative the scariest the scariest image is like the hand reaching out to you through the sheet and going back and forth it's horrifying if if it had been i do i mean i love that it was like the sheet hand and the silhouette behind the sheet but part of me does wish that it like went through the sheet and the sheet entirely cloaked it that i know just like truly the
0: yeah little tissue ghost. because if anything this is now just like a spirit being creepy silhouetting behind a sheet that is just there and this is also mm-hmm. to me important information to never use a sheet in your doorway i'd rather just have an open doorway because
1: yeah or or like a black curtain or something not but still the not one feeling. that like backlit yeah yeah, I don't know. I would I would need it to be obsidian black so that I can't tell if any movement's actually happening on it or not. And it's just it's complete darkness. I remember like my if if any
0: of my doors and I like, you know, there's a bunch of windows in my apartment. I'm sure there's like cross breezes that close it, but like even if my door like shuts on its own, even if it was like this much open and then it just shuts, I'm like, Ghost, get me out of here. No, like I ghost. can't. No yep. thank you. I agree. No thanks. It's a ghost. Yeah, I can't do it. Blame it on the ghost. Blame it on the ghost. I don't know what team it is. I'm in a singing mood, I guess, today. Okay. This is actually from our listener, Alicia, who we met when we did our Moment House live show. Mm. We have a cute mm-hmm. little picture with Alicia. Oh, I love it. And Alicia reminded us of the story that she had sent to us a very long time ago, back in 2018, believe it or not. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I have to read it in an upcoming encounters. And here we are. Lovely. It's called My Recent Ghost Story, but that was back in 2018.
1: (laughs) Still recent in the lifespan of experiencing ghosts for, for Alicia.
0: Hello to some of my favorite podcasters. You girls are awesome. Here is my ghost story. My name is Alicia, and I have a ghost story from about two weeks ago. I have always felt like I've had a connection to the paranormal. I can remember feeling and experiencing this back to around the age of four. My house is not haunted or at least to my knowledge, because my grandfather built it himself in the 1970s on the land he bought in a mining town. Regardless, when I was little, I collected dolls and I loved my dolls. I would play with them in the daytime, perfectly fine, and then put them in my little chest at the end of my bed. I was a little jumpy as a child because I always saw things dart away out of the corner of my eye. Around age four, I had a tall dresser slash wardrobe and I had a few dolls on top, including a little drummer boy that always gave me the heebie-jeebies. I'm truly shivering just thinking about it. I remember that I didn't want to sleep that much when I was that age, something I know I attribute to that freaky-ass drummer boy doll. I can recall a few nights where I swear it turned, looked at me, and blinked. And in the exact moment that it blinked at me, paralysis came over me.
1: No. Oh, this is such a bummer because it's supposed to be... It just reminds me of Christmas, you know, like the song, the little little drummer boy, yeah, you like you're just so. supposed to feel good, but instead it's, it's kind of giving me, it's reminding me of that monkey that has oh, the, like, so the symbols. Oh, so
0: creepy. I'm also imagining it's not blinking at her, it's winking at her and it's like about to happen. And the second it does, she's it's about to go yeah. down. I also had a run in with a trickster ghost in my freshman dorm room. I like to think it was a guy and it said my roommate's names and woke them up from naps a lot by touching them. I personally got lucky enough to have my wardrobe doors slammed at random times as the door slams. Great timing. <laughs> Perfectly you. timed. Even though I was always kept my wardrobe doors closed. Oh, interesting. So it was like an open and slam. Mm. This ghost also broke my Keurig and made it brew at the most random times with the lid not being down. So it would just spurt water and would only – That's
1: expensive. I would be mad. I
0: know. But it, would, it is helpful if like – you're just like you really are like studying late at night and you need a coffee and all of a sudden the cure just starts going. You're like, Oh, thank you, ghost.
1: Yeah. I mean, but they broke it. It would be one thing yes. if it was like, you know, eight AM, you're making me a cup of coffee. Or yeah, one AM. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Mm. She says it only started working correctly when I left that room. Interesting. Okay. Skipping ahead to two weeks ago. I was laying in bed at home around two AM and managing to fall asleep after hanging out with my family pretty late. Yay, for college spring break. I fell asleep really fast and everything seemed fine. For some reason, I woke up because I felt something looking at me. Uh-oh. I opened my eyes and saw a fuzzy, static-looking black figure right next to my bed. I was laying on my side and the head of it was almost right next to my face. My eyes were
1: wide. Freak! No! Yeah. No! That is my fear. That's like when, you, when you're when you laying on one side yeah. and you turn to lay on the other when you're in bed. I never want to open my eyes cuz I'm like, now that I'm not facing in, I'm facing out. What could be standing next to me?
0: Like even I left the fear of like if I turned right now and I saw someone looking at me, I would be so freaked out. But yeah, being in bed yeah. cuz you're you're laying flat, you're probably under the covers, you can't there's no vulnerable. quick easy, they're blocking you out. Yes. Okay. So this figure is standing right next to face to face with Alicia. My eyes were wide open at that point, but I could not move. I recall this next part so clearly. I saw its eyes, which looked like concave black holes. And as soon as I registered what it was, I heard a noise that could have either been a whisper or a hiss. And then a whoosh passed me and the thing disappeared. I think I passed out at that point because the next thing I remember after checking (laughs) my phone and shutting my eyes was the morning light coming in. My room has not Passed out
1: from fear or- (laughs) Probably,
0: yeah. Or possession, who knows. Oh, God. My room. men in black come in and go, you never saw that. Oh, God. Yeah. My room has not felt the same since, and I have no idea what what I experienced. I felt threatened, but not exactly afraid when this event happened and after. The only other encounter I've had was when I visited Lebanon Valley College on a school trip to Harrisburg. And long story short, I woke up in the morning with three scratches that drew a little blood on my upper arm, and I had been wearing a sweatshirt Yikes. all night. If you're interested in more stories oh or need more detail, let me know. Anyway, I love the podcast so much and love that I can relate to you girls with the belief in ghosts and spiritual elements. I listen to your podcast constantly and I can't wait for more episodes. I feel like my A's and E's
1: today are like, I see you on the other side, Alicia. Jeez. um, I mean, that would be, uh, I feel like that would, that would, that experience if I had gone through that would create some sort of fear and trauma every single time I'm going to sleep. I would always anticipate that happening again. I don't think I'd ever be able to sleep peacefully.
0: Well, it also makes me wonder if this is the same house that the little drummer boy creepy ass doll was in. Because if Mm. the doll's not there anymore, maybe the entity's now out of – it's not captured in a thing. It's like out – With its hollow eyes. Oh, the concave
1: eyes. I hate it. It makes me think of like a
0: black hole. You know, yeah. like that their eyes just go into- Well, and it's fuzzy
1: too. Like there's yeah. something going on that you can't quite see yourself. Yeah. But at least it ran away, you know? Like it was, it was way too close for comfort, but it sounds like it was just there to stare and then dip out. Okay. Or kind
0: of what I brought up moments ago, Alicia fell asleep and doesn't remember anything until in the morning, or it whispered her name or it whispered mm-hmm. something. I'm imagining like a creepy Latin phrase that demons have to say when they're trying to possess you. And then all of a sudden, whoosh, It went into her body, and and Alicia didn't go to sleep. Alicia's spiritual, astral self went to sleep because had to make room for the demon's spirit. And Okay, funny version. The demon just wanted to eat a snack, and so it it possessed her body, took her down to the fridge, and raided the fridge, and had a great, delicious meal.
1: Uh, It popped a cake up in that, Keurig? Yeah. Wanted to taste Mm. what decaf coffee is and why people drink decaf?
0: Yeah, why do people drink decaf? People, I don't know, in know the but that is below. a question
1: I want to know. Do you really enjoy the taste of coffee that much that you want decaf?
0: Yeah, that's what's so interesting. I mean, I do love the taste of coffee. I'm a black coffee girl till till I die. Me
1: too. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't seek it. I, I like the taste. Yeah, but you wouldn't if you didn't want the caffeine. Right. I wouldn't want it. You wouldn't be no just drinking a black cup of coffee. No, right. There's a lot of other beverages to be had. Tea. Water. Tea. Huge you tea You know what I'm obsessed with? Powerade Zero. What? Oh, what color? Blue. Blue.
0: I'm obsessed. Blue.
1: You're a blue girl. I'm a blue girl.
0: I like- Wow. I, it's so funny. I used to drink it all the time after running long runs for marathon training because it has electrolytes and sodium. And I was at the grocery store the other day and I was like, just wandering through the aisles as you do. It's like, what's here? I don't know. I've only been mm-hmm. here every day or every week, but I'm just going to pretend I don't know. And I'm going to wander through the I- aisles. <laughs> I found, found, it found me more like the power raid was presented before my eyes. And I had to grab multiple bottles, and I've been drinking it every day. I'm obsessed.
1: The blue Powerade. Does it turn? Does it turn your mouth blue? I don't think so. I mix it with a little bit of water and
0: ice cubes, and then I drink it. It's so good. Mm. Powerade Zero, guys. I'm I'm not on the sponsored.
1: Same wavelength, not sponsored. But I feel like there's something that happens as you age where you have to start diluting beverages because yeah. I do the same thing. I'm like lemonade, Gatorade, everything is diluted. Even my wine now, I start adding ice. To all of my wine. Oh my God. I like need it to be half water. I love a chill. Also, bread. I pulled I pulled the Sabrina multiple times last week. Do tell. I drank half my iced coffee, put it in the fridge, and drank the rest of it the next day. I did that today. It's a move that you make. Oh.
0: Um I actually It's your daily move. It is. I put my leftover coffee from yesterday into my protein shake smoothie situation this morning.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. that sounds really good. It's really good. I did hear a rumor that if you add it to water and really dilute it, plants also like it. Oh. So, you know, this is this is coffee corner. Wait, you know what your <laughs> girls Yeah, fast. coffee corner.
0: You know what's actually really fascinating when I was in Portugal? Yeah, we went to this amazing mm-hmm. restaurant in Lisbon, A Casa Nosa. If you're in Lisbon, you guys have to go. It's so freaking good. But you can only get a reservation by going the night before and putting your name in for the next night. Oh. But they had this like delicious mushroom dish and all of the mushrooms were grown in coffee grinds.
1: I don't know what it is about it. I don't know. If it makes plants grow and happy. I love it. But apparently like, yeah, if people have the certain like whatever horn, fern, like ferns really like them. Yeah. Um, Apparently mushrooms. Yeah. How weird. Also, banana peels. Have you boiled a banana peel? No. Put it in the water. Oh, I have a bunch of banana peels. What wait, what do I do? For plants? You boil the banana peels. Okay. And then you take that water. Oh. And you pour it into the plants. Wow. Fancy. So many ways to feed your plants, folks. Sustainable ways to feed your plants. We (laughs) have no children. I do have Leia. Leia's a cat. You do have Leia. You do. She's a
0: plant. I mean, she's a baby. What words? She's my child.
1: Whoa, she's my oh. child. Okay, let me navigate to it. <laughs> uh, I was excited to pick this one out because we're theater kids. Oh, well, and you you introduced it of. in a theatery way. We met at the theater, uh, and this is just a haunted actress at a haunted theater. Hello, dear ghostesses. I've been listening to your podcast for about quite a while now, and I love it. I recommend it to everybody that I know, and the Encounters episodes are some of my fave, and I thought I'd finally sit down and share my own experiences. Yes. I'm a professional actor, and after graduating college, started working at an old theater in Virginia. (gasps) So cool. The theater was founded in the 1930s, and the buildings were used for performances, rehearsals, and accommodations are all incredibly historical and haunted. Some stories include people seeing full ghostly figures on vintage furniture used as set pieces, Ooh. being touched or pushed when alone in the costume storage, a haunted tunnel under the dressing rooms that was used by Civil War soldiers, and doors slamming you out when you forget to tell the ghost that you're here to work when using rehearsal spaces at night.
0: Uh, That's like a whole lot of hauntings.
1: Right? And I love that the ghosts are like, it's after hours. What are you doing? I'm knocking you out. Get out. What's going on? Yeah. Out of here. Night night. <laughs> the, the, wait. What? <laughs> One of my friends just told me we were talking about things that you're just embarrassed about, like when a it, like it, the classic when someone says like have a nice flight and you go you too and, and they're, they're like not checking your a ticket, flight. yeah, yeah. And she was saying that she was shopping. She was like in a any store shopping, and they. Basically, said, like, have a good night. And she goes, night, night. And then she's like, why did I say that? I'm <laughs> night. At least like night. cute and
0: quirky. Whereas, like, there's no walking back from like you two or. Yeah. When you just like completely say something that has like no relation to what you guys were talking about and your brain like mixes up words and then you just like leave. I know. With this wide eyed look on your face, like, what did I just say? <laughs>
1: Can never return I just to love the it. store. The building where employees stay is called The Inn. It was once a women's college, and so the rooms are like dorms with shared kitchens. Mm. When I started staying there, the theater was complete- was completing some renovations in the building. The other actors had started a prank war where they would Fun. take the founder's portrait off of the wall right across from my room and stick it in each other's showers as a joke. We knew these spaces were haunted, and I'd already felt like the energy was weird in these rooms, but once the portrait started being moved, I started to feel the energy in my room shift drastically. It felt heavier, and I didn't want to turn my back to corners or any of the doorways. When it came time for bed, I never wanted to turn off the lights because I felt like it got a bit too dark oh i had to sleep facing the door because as soon as i turned over i'd get chills up my spine oh my gosh that's so then unsettling. i'd always stare at the it's so unsettling yeah it's like you're not safe we learned from an, the other story you're not safe facing out with your back to the middle of the bed or facing in with your back to the edge of the bed you're just
0: not safe anywhere is what we're learning
1: no sleep under the, under the bed Almost just beat everywhere. the monsters
0: at their game and sleep where they hide
1: yeah oh but then imagine them you just see like these pale feet walk up and you're underneath and then suddenly something goes and goes flat to the ground and tries to scurry underneath with you oh my god i would yeah. shit
0: myself. or you just they start sleeping in the bed and they're like this is what i've wanted the whole time you've just been making me sleep on the, the oh i just
1: wanted you never offered and i was too shy to ask yeah,
0: that's why i've been staring at you at night because i'm like jealous
1: <laughs> as your helix mattress
0: <laughs> so i keep grabbing your kneecap and your little toesies
1: Uh, I had to sleep facing the door because as soon as I turned over, I'd get a chill up my spine. Then I'd always stare at the corner of the left of the door until I fell asleep because the darkness there sometimes looked like the shape of a tall man watching me watch him. (laughs) As the weeks went by, I started waking up with a start at exactly 4 a.m. every night, the bed Mm. beneath me shaking as though someone had shoved or kicked me awake. My heart would be pounding, and I would be covered in sweat. Oh my gosh. I'd flick all the lights on, journal, and then I would go back to sleep so that I could wake up in the morning to go to work. It started happening so frequently that one day I brought it up to the other girls in our dressing room. That's when they all looked at me wide-eyed and said, that's been happening to <gasps> you too. Turns out each of us girls had been feeling like our beds were being kicked and us being kicked awake at 4 a.m. on the dot. Oh. It really freaked all of us out. Wait, so the fact there that it was happening to everyone people, at the same exact time. Everyone. And being kicked. It's not just everyone wakes up yeah. at 4 a.m. Everybody feels like the shaking or Ooh. being kicked away. Like it's a violent act. Yeah. There are a lot of spiritual people in the arts, so I suspect that the spirit was upset with the disrespect to the portrait, and we all felt that acutely. We asked everyone to stop messing with the portrait, and after that, the activity slowed oh. down. Then this past year, I was switched to a room on the third floor of the building right below the attic. The attic is so fucking creepy that I actually can't even explain it. I've gone up there to find broken glass, a bare mattress in the dark, a giant paper mache head staring out the entrance, lots of activity up there, folks say. And so once I got moved into my room, my new room, I started hearing weird shit. Scratching on my ceilings and creaking boards above me. No, Like someone was standing in the attic right above my head. Then I started feeling the kick again at 4 a.m. I'd wake up to what seemed like a darker than regular darkness right next to my bed. Then I would turn the lights on and calm myself down. Soon I spoke out loud to whatever it was that was doing this, asked them to stop, and smoke cleansed my room. Yeah. I felt safer after that. After the show closed and I left for another contract at another theater, I got a text from one of the other actors who stayed on the third floor. They said they'd heard noises from the attic, most notably like someone was sprinting from one end to another, back and forth, back and forth. But when they went up to check, nobody was there. I don't know who it was that was haunting this inn, but I don't think the founder of the theater would kick people's beds and sprint through the attic. So any thoughts on what this could be? If you want to hear more theater ghost stories, we all have lots. It's a rite of passage in the theater. Thanks for listening. Sincerely, Catherine.
0: I have no idea, Catherine. I have no answers for you. I feel like I need to do more research about this theater, but like it sounds like there are so many spirits there. Yep. I'm imagining like sabotage. Like there's a spirit of a ghost who used to be an actress who's like trying to disrupt all of their sleeps because... They want to be the star, and if they are all sleep-deprived, they'll perform worse. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Or they're just, like, so sick of the cycle of people. Because I imagine, you know, the theater, I don't know how long they would employ someone or how long a show would run. I would assume kind of, like, maximum a year and a half. So maybe they're just like, ugh, there's constantly new people. Yeah. I mean, it's an in though. Like go on somewhere else. There's always gonna be I don't know. You gotta you gotta come to terms, I think, as a spirit with what's newly happening around you and just move on.
0: Yeah. Easier said than done, Corinne, even as a human. <laughs> yeah
1: me who i'm like i hold grudges forever and i'm happy about it
0: yeah i'm (laughs) I'm pretty pretty sure we talked about a whole episode (laughs) a long time ago about how you had a long list of grudges you held about people who it it got in the way of your acting career which you didn't even really want now looking back at it and we talked about how we were gonna haunt that list for you
1: okay i feel like those grudges are gone because (gasps) i can't remember any of those people um but a grudge nice I do round. hold against my dad that has been a family joke forever was that when we were in Greece, which this is just like, this is so the Kim Kardashian, uh, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians mm-hmm. episode where Kim loses her diamond earring. I've never seen Kourtney's it. And he's like, people, well, she's like bawling her eyes out that she's lost her diamond earring, which it is an upsetting thing, yeah. you know, but but they have a shit ton of money and it's not like an heirloom or anything. <laughs> And Courtney's like, people are dying, Kim. Which is like in perspective. Yeah. This is not a big deal. Get over it. And so this is kind of like one of those stories. My family was in Greece. How lucky were we? We got to travel to Greece. Yeah. And then we, my dad and I ordered room service. (laughs) I ordered a key lime pie. I wanted a slice of key lime pie so bad. He ordered just a regular piece of plain cheesecake. We waited like an hour and a half for these slices of cheesecake to come up. We thought it was going to be like a quick thing. Room service was going to come up within 30 minutes, give us our pie, whatever. I happened to be in the bathroom for two minutes peeing when room service delivered these slices of pie. I get out. My dad has eaten my (gasps) quinoa In two minutes? Mm Mm-hmm wow the you can tell you're mad look at you
0: i'm still your mad. arms i get your physica- heated. Your physicality every time i tell a story to, how old were you 12 oh my gosh
1: it was like and a few what days was after the day and what
0: was the temperature and what color was your dad wearing because i feel like you know all it these was details 84
1: degrees <laughs> he was wearing a blue polo <laughs> probably honestly this is probably what it was oh my god I was so mad and still to the because i I'm like how do you it's key lime how do you not know the taste of after the first bite I understand colors it can be tough but like one is tart one is not oh anyway the big joke is every single time we see key lime on the on the menu my dad goes should I should I order this and every time I see plain cheesecake I'm like oh dad look it's key lime pie (laughs) (laughs) we've never let it go it's the it's it's brought up at least five times a year.
0: Oh my gosh, I love grudges. I was twelve. I love hearing people. I'm twenty nine. Irrational grudges that like they still haven't let go of because I think it. Tells it's the only you, one,
1: and there's other grudges that should be probably yeah. held for me, but this is like the only one.
0: But I have. it's so funny. Like if you think about Inside Out, like core memories. That is an like Key Lime Island, island, Key Lime Island. Key Lime Island is an island in your core memories inside your soul.
1: It is. Yeah. It is the day that I learned I couldn't trust my dad to have taste buds <laughs> or correct color identification. That, so how could I trust him with anything? And
0: that is why it took you so many years to find Brian because you had <sighs> trust issues with men. And it I all did. goes back to the Key Lime Pie. And not this the gonna terrible shit that you did before. <laughs>
1: blind taste test that exactly it's nothing to do with you know what all the people that came before brian couldn't identify the taste of key that's the issue regular plain cheesecake that's the issue
0: that is the issue
1: and you know what i know it sounds ridiculous but i stand by it and actually my heart is racing because i'm like my blood is boiling i'm right so now. sorry for bringing it back up although you brought it up but i'm so sorry you had
0: to relive this moment
1: <laughs> here for all of us Whew. i'm definitely gonna have to uh, log on to better help <laughs>
0: Grin's like going on a walk after this. Brian's like, "Why are you so mad today?"
1: I know can we I have four buy. days until the next session, but Kielan, I bye! I never forget it.
0: I have a grudge. I will never forget it. Ha- I hold one grudge, and it's uh, to a stranger who I would never even be able to like pick out of a random person lineup. When I was, I don't know, I, I must have been like ten or eleven. I was such a thrill seeker. Like I loved roller coasters. I loved. I was always the first person like to jump off of like the rocks into the ocean, and, like all that stuff. Loved it. I'm not that person anymore. I like my stomach, like I throw up now on roller coasters. Anyway, I still do them, but extra details. Come on, Serena, get to the point. Okay. So my family, we were all at, I think it was Hershey Park or one of those places on the East coast. And there was a ride and you had to be 54 inches to go on it. And knowing this, Mm -hmm. my parents like, you know, gave me like the kind of higher platform sneakers to wear for my height. I'm buckled up in the ride next to my dad and my sister i'm like in there and the guy comes up and goes like can you please step off we need to make sure you're the right height and i go stand on the like you must be this tall to ride this ride and i was 53 inches
1: you're kidding and so the guy goes i'm sorry you
0: can't ride the ride the whole everyone buckled into the this is, I mean, this is dramatic. I'm mad. I It probably was only like two people, but I'm picturing it in the movie version of it because it was such a big moment for me. Every single person who's buckled up goes, let her on, let her on, like chanting it, <laughs> let her on. And the guy's like, no, I can't let her on. My dad and sister. But why did
1: he let you walk past him and like get, get through the whole process? So I had to stand there and wait for
0: my dad and sister to go ride the ride. And then for the entire, for like truly for months, I was called, I was given the nickname 53. And my dad and sister and mom called me 53.
1: No, Sabrina, that's so (laughs) bad. That's so bad. I get mad when people, I'm like, stop teasing me. So, 53. my grudge is
0: against a stranger who didn't let me ride a ride when I legally could not ride the ride for safety reasons, uh, which I right. know is irrational, but that's the grudge I
1: hold. Yeah. I mean, no, it makes sense, though, because as the person wanting to ride the ride, you're like, this is the worst, and I'm going to yeah. burn this place to the ground. Yes. Like, how dare you? What is this do for I was you. turning into like the but little, little man. Yeah. What if, but it's like the whole, Final destination thing. Yeah. You know, like, what if you had ridden that ride? I would have had so much fun, something- Corinne. I would have had
0: great time, and my family wouldn't <sighs> have made fun of me.
1: Okay, 53. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... That's a good nickname, though. Yeah,
0: 53, and then LMA, because I would always yell, leave me alone, to my family, because I was a very leave emotional child, alone. and I'd storm away from the table, and I'd say, leave me alone, and so they'd be like, LMA, and that LMA. is why, that is... This is
1: so sad. You're like the middle child, you're the emotional child, you're trying to... Have fun. You're trying to sh- share your emotions and your feelings, and they're just like fifty three LMA. Yeah. Like you just get you just get given nicknames. Yep. I just uh. wanted to go play
0: Guitar Hero in the basement and cry. Leave me alone. <laughs> I really did. I did that. Okay. Old DDR. Anyway, this is a story from our listener Corey, and it is called "Afterlife and Guardian Angel." Hello, Sabrina and Corinne. My name is Corey, and I have a story to tell. First off, I want to start by saying I'm very intrigued by the paranormal and recently found your podcast and I've been listening ever since. I'm on episode 18 and I wanted to share a story of a time that I went to the other side. Ooh! My grandfather raised me until the age of six and sadly then died of psoriasis of the liver. He was a devout Catholic and believed that through the rosary, we could all be saved. One night he called me into his room right before he died. And said the prayer and the rosary and in the end added that he will always be with me no matter what. Six Um. years and six months down the road, I was riding my bike at a crosswalk and the girl who was driving ran the red light and hit me head on. I was thrown about 100 feet Oh my low, god! and skidded the rest of the way. The impact killed me, and I remember complete silence, but it was peaceful. I also remember looking down and seeing my lifeless body laying there as the girl got out of her car to come to me and was slapping me and doing a full-on thing trying to revive me. And then I oh looked up god. to see my grandfather, who had passed away, standing there in his prime years. He looked like he had when he was serving in World War II. He was in his prime. He looked happy. He looked healthy. And I saw a field of luscious green grass. I ran up to my grandfather and said, Grandpa, I want to be here with you. He looked at me and said, It is not your time, son. You need to go back. By that time, the paramedics had arrived, and they hooked me up to the defibrillator. With each shock, I felt my grandfather hug me. And each time the shock happened, I got closer to my body. My grandpa looked at me and said, I know.
1: I, like I, I told you earlier, I was sweating, and I, I like truly have chills oh right now. This is inc- just the the feeling of the grandfather hugging. Yes, while the defibrillator is giving the shocks, I just can't. Yeah, and like the feeling this of like
0: fading, the hug fading as you're like returning to your body. Yeah, yeah. My grandpa looked at me and said, "I love you," gave me one final hug, and I ended up waking up in the ambulance. But then I went into a coma for seven days. When I recovered, I went home. I slept in the basement. In my room, there was a shadow that would stand by my closet. I felt uneasy about it, but I would look above me and I would see a face covered by a bandana and I felt comfortable around him as if he was protecting me from the shadow. In the corner by my closet, there was also another tall figure that would pace the hallways by my wall. He was extremely tall and each time he passed, he would turn his head to the side and look at me. He had glowing red eyes. Ugh. Everything in my room would shut off when he appeared, and it was always at 3 a.m. It would last for about 30 minutes, and nothing would work, not even my flashlight. That's so creepy. Like, phone. I'm imagining, like, everything. I know. I would go into my brother's room next door, and my flashlight would turn on, but the second I went into my room, it would shut off. Thank you for letting me share my experiences. Stay spooky, and I'll catch you on the other side. Corey.
1: Corey. Oh, my God. This is a lot. Yeah. This This is intense. I feel like because of Corey's experience after the car accident and with being on the other side and experiencing Corey's grandfather also being there and knowing that there are people looking out for you, I don't think it would make future paranormal encounters less scary. But I also feel like I would get a little bit like, oh, I'm fine because I have people on the other side. Like, I know that there are people. I think I'd get a little cocky. I'd get a little confident. Yeah. Be like, you can hear, be here, you can try. But my grandfather's on the other side, so.
0: There's also this beauty of, I mean, Corey, first of all, I'm so grateful you're okay. That's so horrifying. Like, being thrown 100 feet, that's,
1: geez. And to survive that. This is reminding me of the book, If I Stay, which is now a movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I haven't read it or seen it, but I I know the concept. But
1: it's the the car accident, and then they're out of body. But it is also kind of beautiful
0: to, one, have survived, but two, to have seeing what the other side looks like and to know it's this like peaceful, serene, green grass place where your loved ones are waiting for you is, mm-hmm. I don't know, it gives me like this like hopefulness of life. Like it makes you want to like live life in a different way. You're knowing that there's good to come afterwards. Like, you you know, yeah. T- be patient with life. Definitely. And, yeah.
1: I don't know. I just think it's sweet. I wonder if there's something that happens after – for someone who has had a near-death experience Mm -hmm. like Corey has, I wonder if for all of the other entities and spirits that ever encounter Corey, if there's some indication that Corey also spent some time on the other side.
0: Well, maybe. Maybe that's why Corey sees so many spirits in their basement room because Mm -hmm. they've been to the other side.
1: There was someone that we had on Campfire Stories when Sarah Turney was – was it when Sarah? Or maybe it was when Lainey. It it was one of the episodes where you were in in Italy. Mm -hmm. But we'll have to go back and re-listen to it because one of the – I think it was the very last person actually in Campfire Stories, number 40, had shared that they had a near-death experience too and had like seen so many spirits since. And basically it's like a beacon for –
0: Oh, I do ghosts. remember that one. Yeah, it's in in Campfire Forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. And I've also read like a couple books where people who have had near death experiences and granted their books—they're not um biographies or anything—but like it's this idea of you've already reached death, meaning like your part of your soul has gone to the other side, so you have this connection yeah. to it, and spirits probably have the ability to see you, or you can connect with them more.
1: I wonder the thing with the red eyes too—is that something that is intending to be there like go- going yeah. off of what you were saying like what if what if spirits are just like there they're not they they can just communicate with you more you see more of them what if this thing wasn't Corey's ever a portal to actively are you saying it just maybe or I'm just saying like maybe there's like different layers of the veil mm. where it's like this thing just always existed and was just kind of like putzing around comfortably in their own plane and then something happened between Corey and this thing where whatever space divided them and protected them Opened up for a moment, and then they could see each other. Whoa! Also, I'm so, that was so creepy. Nick is walking through, and you can see his reflection. Oh, you could? His head, like going by. Yeah, the windows. Oh. So I'll point that out for people, just so that no one thinks it's a it's a ghost. It's a ghost.
0: Yeah, it's Nick. It's Nick. Yeah, that's interesting. It also it's weird that this spirit is so powerful that like it can impact every technology and electronic in mm-hmm. Corey's room. And it does feel Wait, a bit targeted. But no one else is. But no one else is. Yeah. Huh. So it's Corey. Corey, it's you. But I love that Corey feels safe. Like you said, like Corey knows they've got protectors, whether it's yep. Corey's grandpa or if it's the ban- the man with the bandana apparently makes Corey feel safe. So Corey's, yeah. Corey's protected.
1: Yeah. Got the posse. <laughs> the entourage. Send them on over. Yeah. They can be friends with Sven. Ooh. We have a little posse too. It's just we don't know who they are. Why are we
0: bouncing? <laughs> What's going on?
1: I don't know. It's just the vibe. It's just the vibe. This is what we would do if we had gotten to eat our key lime pie and ride oh. the ride. We would be bouncing with joy. Corinne, I'm
0: going to order you a key lime pie. <laughs> and next I'm going to get you
1: on that ride. Next
0: episode, you're just – I'm going
1: to get you a t-shirt that says 54. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that ne- next episode, we'll watch Corinne eat a key lime pie, and I'll wear my 54-inch t-shirt. Yep. And the sh- t shirts actually fifty-four inches. I was just thinking that it's like just the nightgown. Yeah. I might. I am wearing a nightgown underneath my sweatshirt, so maybe it is fifty-four inches. There we go. Anyway, close enough. If you have grudges, uh, email them to us because we want to know what
1: silly grudges <laughs> you're holding. Below, what irrational grudge do you hold to? This we'll do day? an episode on grudges. That's fun.
0: Who who are you gonna haunt in the next life and why?
1: My dad for the K-Line <laughs> pie.
0: I meant that was a question to our listener. You can also comment below on our YouTube oh, here. Oh,
1: like there's only one right answer here.
0: <laughs> um also send us your stories of um paranormal, aliens, cryptids, everything in between. Anything strange pe- and unusual. heartwarming yes, too. Yes. Um pet your death experiences, survival, all those things. Pets, yeah. And um Join our pyramid scheme month of October like we said is going to be freaking rad. We can't wait and um tell your friends demons demons, demons 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 demons, galore um tell your friends and send them over here for spooky season and then they'll just stay here because that is what happens when you join the pyramid That's scheme up.
1: you gotta get lost in the triangle yes, the pyramid scheme is also the triangle. Yeah. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. That helps immensely. Tell everybody about us. It, this is our the spooky season. Yeah. This is our time to collect more Do phantoms it. to keep for the following year like in our little treasure box. Collecting souls. Underneath the creaky floor board. <coughs> collecting souls. Help. We are the collectors. Yeah. <coughs> also, we have merch. We have Patreon.
0: We have fun things happening on our Patreon um, and all those things. We also have social media. And YouTube, watch us on YouTube, and we want to say thank you to our editors at Affire Digital, Aiden Manning, Eric Foster, Max Lodian, the whole crew. We love you all. Thank you for making us sound and look normal.
1: Dandy, quite dandy. Quite dandy. All right, ah, uh, and we will see you, you, on, you on the other, other side. side. Very smooth.